On this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking with authors Deborah Anastasia and Helena Hunting and their journey from fan fiction to mainstream authors, how they got their start, what world they wrote in, and also what was the catalyst that pushed them to the mainstream. So we're just going to take a quick moment real quick, oh my gosh, so much awkwardness, um, to kind of educate everyone who might not know what fan fiction is and what you should know about it. Fan fiction is fiction written by a fan of and featuring characters from a particular TV series, movie, or book. Um, Over the last, I don't know, couple years, really starting with Fifty Shades of Grey, we have seen a huge surge of fan fiction coming into romance. Like, huge um and so in a recent interview that we did with authors um jiffy kate jiffy kate they mentioned that they too had come out of the twilight fan fiction into writing romances together and that was the catalyst to get us talking about what is fan fiction what's the impact that it's had um well and it got us having a conversation about what authors do we read that got who else got their start in this like there's Area. a ton. So obviously E.L. James that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, Christina Lauren in Beautiful Bastard, um, Jiffy Kate, and we have Deborah and Helena. Um, I know that Lauren H. May wrote in the uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead world. Her and <clears throat> Melissa Grace, Jody Slaughter also wrote in the Walking Dead world. Um so why fan fiction? Fan fiction is a way to engage readers in a work in a whole new way. Um, while plenty of authors, including George R.R. R. Martin and Diana Galbadon, I know she's the one who wrote Outlander Lady, um, don't love fan fiction, it's hard to ignore the fact that their fans love their stories, love their characters, and love their world, and just want more of it. The top four fan fiction worlds, and this cracks me up, is Harry Potter, which, you know, I'm not surprised about. Number two, One Direction, the boy band. That's the number two fan fiction world. You know what's funny is I saw somebody talking about this. I don't remember who it was because I was just like, my stories were just going the other day. And somebody was talking about One Direction fan fiction. Or maybe it was a book I was reading that talked about it. But oh my they mentioned it, and I was like, no, it was a book, but I don't remember which book. That's so but, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So but somebody uh, was writing about One Direction, writing fan about fiction. One Direction fiction. Yeah. Um, the third most popular world in fan fiction is Twilight, and number four is Supernatural based on the TV series, which I could understand because that world is huge. Yeah, well, people um, are very intense, like in their love for supernatural. I think I've seen four episodes in my entire lifetime. Um, I I maybe watched one. Okay. There so, we go. We're so obviously not supernatural fans. <laughs> Woohoo. Um okay, Leah, tell us a little bit about Deborah <clears throat> and Helena. Okay, so Deborah Anastasia. Deborah creates pretend people in her head and paints them on the giant beautiful canvas of your imagination. She has a Bachelor of Science degree in political science and writes new adult angst and romantic comedies. She lives in Maryland with her husband and two amazing children. She doesn't trust clowns, but does trust bears, which we heard about in the interview. So stay tuned. Yes. There are bears and I, involved. I did find it funny when she was taught, like we like asked her to introduce herself. Her cat was the very first thing she mentioned. Wait, not her husband, not her children, but her cat. 
Her cat. In Helena Hunting, New York Times and USA Today best-selling author Helena Hunting lives outside of Toronto with her amazing family and her two awesome cats, who think the best place to sleep is her keyboard. Helena writes everything from emotional contemporary romance to romantic comedies that will have you laughing until you cry. Um, welcome to the podcast, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So, so oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. I'm Becky. sorry. Awkward intros. That's kind of what we're known for. <laughs> <laughs> it's our gig. Um, so ladies, let's take a minute and let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Uh, Deborah, tell us a little bit about you. Um, I'm an author <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Let's see. I live in Maryland. I have uh, one cat that rules the house and two kids and a husband. And I like to write um, stuff that maybe is a little off the beaten track. Okay. (laughs) Helena, tell everybody a little bit about you. Uh, I'm Helena and I live in Canada in Ontario, which is just like above New York. Um, so <laughs> for, for geography's sake, and I live in a house. <laughs> Not, I mean, just in case you were wondering what we lived in up here. Um, Not an igloo. My, uh, not an igloo. Well, I mean, I, you'd have to go really far north to get to that stage. Um, and then uh, I have a daughter and I have a husband um, who has a tractor and really loves it. And I can talk about that more later if you're interested <laughs> in hearing about it. And I have two cats, one which is very old and um, one which is very young. And if I'm sorry if you can hear my daughter yelling up the chair. It's um, okay. okay. And, uh, and I write romance, um, usually contemporary romance. A lot of the time it's about hockey players and sometimes it's really funny and inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's angsty and inappropriate. Yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Which is totally yeah. our genius. Just always right? inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. Just inappropriate in general is really the the highlight of, of my writing. Those are our kind of books. That's we good. Do like those. my kind of books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, are you both readers of romance? Yes. I am. Are you, Deb? <laughs> I am. I used to be a reader of everything. Every stinking thing. If it wasn't nailed down, I was reading it. Um, and I had uh, grew up in Catholic school. And sometimes that included reading the Bible. Like whatever was in front of me. Shampoo. I had to read it. So yeah. I'm, I just love a good story. But I do love romance. What was your last five-star read, Deborah? Probably one of Helena's work in progress that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, yeah so. maybe. Mm-hmm. A Kiss for a Kiss. I think you can talk yes, about But you can't actually amazing. talk about this story. I can't talk about too much. Yeah, so no, I don't want to get in trouble. Because no yep. one really knows anything about and, it. And um, Tijin, The Outsider. The Insider. Yeah, which is coming. Insiders. insiders. The Insiders. It's coming out tomorrow. Oh, so good. Yeah. Holy crap. That's a great book. Yeah. So I have I not that. read her any of her yet. 
Oh, oh man, she's either. got. Mm, if you like yourself a good angsty, angsty new adult, man, she rocks the angsty new adult. And she like really romance. plot heavy, lots of yes. good characters, lots of good plot, lots of action. They're very mm. action oriented books. Um, yeah, she's they're fast reads. I do like, like yeah, a character driven plot. I mean, that's I do too. <clears throat> that's the kind of story yeah. that I really tend to. Um, you know, gravitate towards are the character heavy plot type mm-hmm. stories. So yeah, I like banter of, too. Same. Yeah, I like I like yeah. banter. Helena, what about you? What was your last five star read? Uh, Stealing the Stars by Deb it is my last five star <laughs> read. I think it's the last thing I read before I went into edits. And oh my, it's like just my heart. You're, right you're very edit heavy right now, though, because you have a, just, you have a lot happening right now finished a thousand and one edits so that's good but stealing the stars really yeah takes you by the heart <laughs> oh my gosh that was Bless the most you. adorable adorable sneeze ever in the Bless history you. of the universe um, <laughs> I'm like i'm not gonna sneeze i'm gonna sneeze it's allergy season <laughs> it is mine are really bad right now that uh deborah's book is on my kindle and i'm actually taking some time off from arc reads and i kind of have just some work things to work on right now and it's like at the top of my tbr so did you read drowning in stars i didn't i have both of them right there so no i'm like (laughs) they're standalone i read your halloween I read the Halloween <laughs> book. That was the one you two wrote together, which I adored. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was funny. Kiss funny. <laughs> lightning. Oh my god. Oh my god. So bad. <laughs> so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous, but it was exactly what I needed oh, when good. it came out. It was <laughs> the pirate and by his manatee love. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. We just like to make each other laugh. And so that was that, yeah. that book was just about laughing. And yeah, and, it was oh. about opening a document and going in and being like, oh my God, what am I reading? <laughs> what is happening right now? I literally and told her, to top that? <laughs> I told Helena's title and I was like, I want to write a book called, what was it? Um, <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> killed my husband. No, my boyfriend during sex and now his ghost is giving ghost me the business give me business and yeah. she was like we're writing that together and so we did <laughs> and then we had to shorten the title a little bit well a whole bunch yeah i, I mean that's, that's a mouthful title of a chapter it was yeah, it's just it was like four country song titles all in one it was a run-on paragraph mm-hmm. title. it was so great mm-hmm. Well, and it ended up just being shorted to what ghosting me or something like that. Was that before you uh, ghost? Before you ghost. Yeah, before you ghost. ghost. And that has one of my favorite um, sex scene moments in any book. And Helene is actually the one that wrote it. Um, she was writing this, the the Spicy Times, and the ghost. I'm actually just going to go ahead and spoiler alert it because whatever. Um, <laughs> her and the ghost are having their moment, and when she knows she's in love with him and she's with him, her, her soul comes out of her body just a little bit. That's yeah, so that's sweet. Right. I love that oh. part. Anyway. Spoiler well, alert. I'm ruining the book. Their souls <laughs> touch each other. For oh real. my God. It's so cute. 
So it. let's let's talk a little bit about your journeys um, to becoming an author. So you guys both started in fan fiction, correct? Yeah, correct. Sure did. So now, were what? you writers? Bef- so before you got into fan fiction, your previous career was it? Did it involve writing? Was it journalism or magazines or anything mm-hmm. like that? Previous to writing fan fiction, no. Do you okay, want to no, know? But I like to. I would do elaborate <laughs> long lies for my friends. Okay. Uh, and so, like, I would tell them my dreams, and then I would just like keep going when I was a kid. So I would just tell them these long, long stories, and I, they put up with it. So they must have liked it at some point. But yeah, no, I didn't have. Um, I was in education. Okay. Before before we did this, and. Um, and Helena, you can tell them about you. Uh, yeah, so I actually went to journalism school for a year and uh, hated every minute of it. <laughs> so I was like, no, never mind. Um, because I was like, it was like newspaper writing. I was trying to do the practical side. There was a creative um, writing side that I could have done, but I was like, I'll never get a job doing anything creative writing. So, so in, in my head, that was the voice I used. So <laughs> I, I said, forget this. And then I went into education okay. um, for a number of years. And then, uh, and then I started writing books. And here I am now, still writing <laughs> books, which is so great. <laughs> so fun. Because it's way more fun than do I, when they, when I was writing newspaper articles, I was like, this is, I, and I, I'll, I'll also say that I started journalism school the week of 9-11. Oh my. Uh, like it was the hazing of all <laughs> hazings, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think it, you were either really in it and I was not. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to interview people who have just lost somebody. Like that's so invasive. Yeah. Um, and that I just realized that that was not for me um yeah. and that 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 kind of I wasn't going to go in that direction yeah. so I stuck out a year of it and then I was like and um no. <laughs> yeah. yeah so before you started writing fan fiction did you read fan fiction <laughs> did <that> you like- <laughs> how, how did it, how did it happen for you Deb how did it go okay down? so I read Twilight and then now, I read, is that the word is that the world both of you originally did your fan yeah. fiction in was yeah. in the twilight yeah. world okay yeah. i've written in um hunger games as well but just one story um and oh, cool yeah so we did the because i didn't love one of the endings so i changed it fair it's just it's fan fiction is such a unique place to start and I actually wish every writer would get to experience it because it's writing for purely for the love of reading and the love of writing. And mm-hmm. um, the pulse of the community at that time was so incredibly vibrant that to be able to be read and put your chapter out there and then get immediate feedback through social media, it was kind of a perfect storm of this story that we all connected with and found this site that had all the characters of the same, um, hold on, that's my alarm. Um, all the characters have the same name and there's the teeniest, tiniest font ever. And 
um, you have to figure <coughs> out who, like who's who, and you're dealing with such high level readers. It's phenomenal. Like you would yeah. meet these people and think to yourself, oh, we would totally be friends. And I don't know if I'd ever be able to find you in a crowd, but now that I know you, I know we get along really well. Cause I don't know, there's just a certain level of reading where you can just get it so absorbed for a day and then you live in your head, you have great imagination. That's where fan fiction was for me. Mm-hmm. And I read a story and I thought to myself, I wanna try it. Oh my God, I'm so scared to try this. People will know it's in my head and who knows what's going on up there. And the, the anonymity of it really allows you to have a big giant set of balls um, that you weren't maybe anticipating having. Yeah, oh that God, was you, Helena. That so I, yeah, I I read all the Twilight books and then I like started like looking for. I think I was looking for Midnight Sun at the time because I knew yeah. that yeah. there were chapters from his point of view, and I was like, I need to know. I want to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. In that my voice. Head, I, that, is, that voice. You know, it sounds exact. Your voice always sounds like that. Oh, every time. Nothing <laughs> sounds different. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Um, that's. How- this is the voice I put on. The other voice is the one that's normal. <laughs> so, so I I went down a rabbit hole, and then I found fan fiction, and then I found Deb's story on fan fiction, and I started reading her, and I was like, this is amazing. I like ah, this is it's everything I need, and it's all the the fade to black scenes weren't fade to black anymore, and I was like they're real people. They're not vampires. What is this? Um, yeah. So I, yeah. So I went down the rabbit hole, obviously. Um, and then I reached out to Deb. I had such balls. Um, I reached out to Deb and was <laughs> I like, I love your book. I, and like, and I would not have posted, uh, otherwise, but I said, Hey, I wrote a couple of chapters. Would you read them and tell me what you think? And, um, mm-hmm. and she did. And then I started posting. And I love them. Yeah. And we've been friends ever since. I mean, that's. And part of the reason I reached out to her is because her reviews that she wrote were so eloquent. I was like, dude, what's going on on the other end of this keyboard here? (laughs) You read stories or something because this is crazy. Um, It was. Yeah. So we kind of, it was funny that we connected through words. It was love at first read. read. (laughs) Well, and in order to write fan fiction, you have to be pretty like detail oriented as far as the subtleties of the story in the mm-hmm. world that you're working in, because the fans that are reading it are fairly like immersed into mm-hmm. the worlds. And so if you get something slightly aired, are they ones that will be like, um, you got that wrong. You, he, you know, that character, or do you feel like in fan fiction, there's a little bit more Liberty to kind of move your person the way you want i think it depended if you were writing canon fanfic Mm -hmm. like if you were writing like vampire fanfic or if you were like making them humans right and just okay yeah just using like sort of character traits um you know like the kind of like the mr darcy-ness of Mm -hmm. edward um 
like that is like he's so crusty and whatever <laughs> like, like angry about life and he, he was he was just like <laughs> just like he really he was not happy about you know existence. i never thought about that no. i did read yeah. twilight but i never thought about him as kind of a mr darcy styled character i never really kind of like that but it kind of makes sense right yeah so i think um you could you had liberty right to do what you wanted if you were not in canon um i mean there were like character traits that you were were trying to follow but then you could take the story in whatever direction you really wanted to which was the great thing right you could right give yeah give it your own spin well, and while I was researching this episode, I I actually stumbled upon some Harry Potter. Fandom. Oh, yeah. that would be a very different. <laughs> and um, I this one thread was very intense with some very clear <laughs> words. And I was like, oh, OK, you people are like very intense. And I'm not a huge like Potterhead. It's not like my gig. Um, so I didn't quite understand all of it. <laughs> so I didn't know if that was also relatable in your, um, in, you know, the realm that you guys kind of wrote in. Did you, how did you feel I, about that? I feel like because we had alternate universe, all human yeah. situation. Yeah. We were really just creating our own characters and sort of just putting a lot of characters into a story that you wouldn't necessarily do when you're starting out your own story mm-hmm. um, there's six some odd you know main characters and um yeah i think that that again the like the perfect storm of twilight being able to write um human not mm-hmm. vampire you know you really did create your own world some of it some of it was trickier if it was, you know, I think canon. And that's where you get into a different. And I think that Harry Potter fan fiction, it's like a whole different flavor. It is. You know how like yeah. teams are with like, you know, football teams. Some of them are, you know, the fans are one way or fans are a different way. And this hockey team, it's sort of that same sort of feel, yeah. I think, anyway. It felt like the Twilight fandom was... Um, not as rapid fan fiction yeah it was well it was a bunch of broader right yeah yeah it was a bunch of moms it was a bunch of like i feel like you could find a lot of empathy there and a lot of um just kindness it was it was majority you know 90 percent, 93 percent of the whole experience was friggin' phenomenal yeah yeah and that's because of the readers that were there so are your writing processes different now like you're writing your own like you're starting yes. from scratch for yourself oh, yeah. or do you mm-hmm. take pieces from what you did when you were writing your fan fiction? and we're not talking about the stories themselves we're talking like how you plot your process out your yeah. process of writing you can go first <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first when I wrote, I didn't have an outline and it was 440,000 words. Um, 
so that was a yeah it was so stupid um it was so long it was so long and when, when you're writing it was so many words so when you're writing chapter by chapter there's some overlap right so you're <laughs> writing and you're posting and then you're writing and you're posting so there's overlap at the end reminding readers kind of like a serial right so you're writing it like a serial and so every chapter has to be a cliffhanger because you need your readers to come back when you're going to post again um and by the time I wrote, yeah. So by the time I got to the whole um, writing as like actually writing books, I realized that I have to have an, um, an outline and I can't, I can't write like that um, because then it all, the, all my books would have been like 440,000 words. And then I'd have to edit them down to something reasonable, um, which is a lot of work. So I, yeah, so I, uh, my, my process changed a lot um, oh from God. the first, yeah, from the first thing I, I ever wrote. Yeah. yeah. How about you? your process? My process was definitely more of like, um, just how's it feel? You feel like writing? Let's write. Let's do it. Let's write. Let's do four chapters. Let's like pump out the chapters tonight. You, the kids were really young when I started out. So it was also based on their schedules, you know, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. so I was writing late at night and that is um, not sustainable long-term turns out, you know, like you can't keep the ray of schedule, you know, like it can't always be that way. Though my family was awesome at letting me have time to write. Um, so I kind of look at it like, say you were like having a party and you get really drunk. That's, that's writing how I used to do it. And now <laughs> I'm trying to do like um, an alcohol taste tester. So I've got to kind of plan myself more than I really want to, but I kind of have to, um, to get things accomplished and now that I've created my own world to make sure that everything stays in line and that you don't you know have the story have random brothers that don't exist or whatever in the next story like I have to be much more um just scheduled about it you know making so, sure you get your 5k a day and then but I do, do I get hit off like off my game when it's release time like I'm not good at multitasking I'm more of like all in this way all in that way so I do it a little different do you outline like your whole series together and then break it down from there or do you like do book by book um I do book by book but I guarantee you Helena does not do it that way <laughs> no I do book well no so if I have a series so if I'm like plotting a series for a publisher, which is like my, the SMP series that's coming out in mm -hmm. September, the first book, um, I knew it was going to be about three sisters. That was the, what we pitched to the publisher. It's going to be about three sisters. I only had the first book, right? And so like, so only the first book was, was outlined. And then as I write book one, I know who I'm going to write about next. So I start to develop like those pieces of that character. And mm -hmm. then when I get to book three, I just have to make sure everything lines up, right? Like that their ages line up and that the timelines line up. And, and by book three, I know what 
bad characters. It really looks like because she's had two books to develop and mm -hmm. and be inserted in purposefully. Um, but I mean, with the Pock series, that's not. I wrote Pock, and my only the only thing I was gonna write after that was Forever Pock, but mm -hmm. then I wrote Pock up and then I wrote Pogged over and then I was like okay well now let's write a sequel which is so not a good idea and then let's write another sequel also not a good idea and then two more standalones okay yeah like that was ridiculous I don't even know what was going on there yeah. and so, then it spawned its own series second series with the all in with all in series yeah it was my my the spinoff of the spinoff and now I have the two like the spinoff of this been off in the original with the kid yeah. like what am i doing i don't know <laughs> it's very fertile it, it is, is very, very fertile, fertile. It's, yeah it's like a over pollinated flower that one so <laughs> what deborah's sitting there saying is this is why i write standalone <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my like i can't even tell you when i was going through this for a kiss and i've listened to a secret for a secret i'm like oh my gosh i have to go in and fix this oh my gosh and i was like what is happening it's like oh i think that's wrong yeah <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. You'll have to get your like uh, series Bible, like as vigorous mm -hmm. readers that Leah and I are every once in a while, you come across a story and we had a situation where the dad's name changed from book one to book three. The dad had Oops. a new name yep. and <laughs> Leah was like, did you catch that? I'm like, no, because I only read book three because it was you know <laughs> oh. a series of standalones. So I was clueless. Yeah. She's like, no, this is a problem. I'm like okay <laughs> his name was wrong maybe <laughs> yeah. he started going by his middle name right yeah. there are reasons mm -hmm. yeah. yeah but that that's i get a little bit out of shape about things like that like Sometimes. i actually i read a book last week and it was a she combined two of her characters like uh, the first name and the last name and it was like did nobody catch this when they were like reading it? Uh, no, like Apparently maybe you should be one of the beta readers, <laughs> readers or, yeah. or something, right? I think maybe. it means that your imagination is highly developed because when you're creating <laughs> worlds in your mind using the books that you read, you're very detailed with how you remember them. Yeah. So it's just because you're so smart that you figured it out. Oh, well, it do, it also doesn't help that both of us work in different forms of publishing. And so mm -hmm. we are doing oh. the beta reading and Leah's a yeah. developmental editor. I do copy editing. Oh, okay. We do oh, formatting. Okay. So we yeah. also look at things probably a little bit more critically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's super fair. Yeah. yeah. So we have yeah. to remember that our view into the world is a little different than the average Reader. yeah when you work Absolutely. in the industry you'll you see things i think through a different lens right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well and we yeah. figured out at one time i think like my husband and i figured out i've been reading romance since i was 14 i've Ooh. read on the upswing of probably like five to seven thousand different romances oh, so yes. oh my gosh i have wow. like i started reading at 14 my mother had jude Devereaux's. um yep Yep. by the bedside and um you just couldn't stop me like so i think yeah, we were in would it. Be scary that would be a very scary number. scary number <laughs> and i'm sure i'm missing some but yeah <laughs> so, 
Um, so was it hard for you guys to make the jump from fanfic into mainstream romance to put yourselves out there? Um, now, I know that, Helena, you have some books that are with publishers, but you also do indie. And Deborah, you mm-hmm. are mostly indie, I correct? I am with, with my earliest ones, I'm with a small publisher. That's okay. Um, and they would be considered indie, I believe. And then okay. most of my other ones are self-published. And May 17th is my 10-year anniversary for publishing. Congratulations. Amazing. Isn't that, Isn't that, that's a decade that's of this. Awesome. So I guess that's it's going to stick for now. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so interesting because 2011 was a different time to come out and publish. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. it was, um, there was, I faced some backlash. I definitely faced some, um, it was like a new, it was a whole new world. Bloggers, the reaching out. Again, the fanfic had prepared me for social media, um, had prepared me for reviews and gave me readers that were already on board with the story. Um, and again, so grateful for that because I feel like had I not experienced that, I would have, I would have, maybe I would have given up. I don't know. Like, I really feel like the community helped bring the stories, all of the different stories to life. And then, then you get to fold in the readers that found you in more traditional ways. Um, it's neat. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that was publishing back in 2011 was slightly slightly different. What made totally what made you decide different. to go this different route? Um, over and over and over, my reviewers would tell me, "I want I want Poughkeepsie to be a book" because that was the one that they had was they were drawn to, and um, I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to start this paranormal romance. See how this goes." If this goes well, then I'll do, uh, I'll do Poughkeepsie because they wanted to hold the book. And that's literally, that was my goal. Get it out into the world so that people who wanted it on their bookshelf could get it in this very niche kind of small Mm -hmm. community. Um, And, and it's kind of gone through since there. And then Poughkeepsie sort of just took on a life of its own and it was fairly fertile (laughs) as well. The few (laughs) side pieces there and then move on. Yeah. So that's, I just wanted the readers to have it and I wanted to see it um, and, and hold it. And that was, that was the goal of publishing back then. Well, yeah, because, (laughs) well, in 2010, 2011, that was just really the baby stage of the Mm e-reader. That was Mm -hmm. the baby stage of e-books. You know, I often joke that I bought a Nook and not a Kindle in 2010. Oh, my gosh. Because (laughs) why would some random website that sells crap (laughs) when I could have an e-reader from an actual bookstore, Bookstore. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So smart. My first ebook was Fifty Shades of Grey on my Kindle. Yeah. And I remember that and I was like, oh my God, it's the middle of the night and I can order the next one right now if I wanted to, you know, which wasn't out yet. But yeah. <laughs> that was I was excited. It was exciting. For I think for readers, for especially the ones that are addicted to reading, 
being able to go to the next book in the middle of the night is got to be like the best gift ever or the worst or the worst yeah (laughs) both Both. absolutely both (laughs) especially if it's a cliffhanger and then you're like boom i'm right there oh my god i get okay that with um so i'm a big paranormal romance Wait, that should be obvious i think um that i like i love paranormal romance so i um Karen Marie Monning's Fever series. Oh yeah, there's book four and five. Oh my goodness, with Baron and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the book four ends on like the wickedest cliffhanger. Like I was like not sobbing. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> but then I was able to like immediately buy the next book, and yeah. I just. I read I know it didn't matter that it was three o'clock in the morning and that Mm -hmm. my child was probably going to be up at like four um for a feeding I didn't care I was gonna I was in it and I was gonna nap like it was my job the next day anyway so (laughs) see I I invested in the e-reader because I would drop my books on my my nursing children's heads by oh my gosh I mean what else are you gonna do yeah you gotta do something no hardbacks though no <laughs> it, oh my it's gosh, we need to make back. a we need to make a shelf for nursing moms to prop their books. of course then yeah, you'll lose the eye perfect. contact and all the but still you can prop the books up on the baby just be, <laughs> it needs to be clear so you can see through go but that was that was the reasoning behind me buying one because i i oh, dropped God. it on my eldest's head more than once and i was like this yeah. is probably That's not what good happened. oh my gosh i'm so glad i didn't have phones like we have now when I had my kids because they were both long-term breastfeeders and they would both have had phone dents in their heads (laughs) 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 so Helena how about you um what made you jump from fan fiction to mainstream I just it was basically the same reason that that Deb like the readers had wanted to whole yeah they wanted to hold a book in their hand so I went through the lengthy lengthy process of taking something that was 440,000 words and cutting it down to 210 and yeah and into two books and um and I at the time I did not realize that publishing um your first book is a giant cliffhanger would mm-hmm. incite rage in people I had no I had no clue I think um, the same thing. So, then that's probably because yeah. of the fanfic, right? Like we were yeah, talking about Yeah, well, because we were stuff. like, every chapter is a cliffhanger. Why would I not <laughs> do this now? So, you know, lesson learned. Um, yep. But I had like a duet before duets were really popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. that went over really well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my first foray into publishing. And then um, I did some self-publish and, uh, and then I, I published Puck, like I had started working on that book and like editing it and taking it and making it like into what it became um, for like a couple of, I think I'd, I'd been working on it for like a couple of years. I don't know. Um, but I finally got an editor and we went through and um, made made that book do what it did and it was like it was such a weird time 2015 everything was so dark like it was really dark like dark romance and um uh it, it was really 
it was, it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of BDSM that was coming out. Like it was super popular at the time. Yeah. So, um, I was not sure what was going to happen with Puffed, but, uh, uh, isn't it well, the I, anniversary today? It is actually six oh. years ago today. I published yeah. Puffed and, Woo. uh, yeah. And that, that was the book. It was the book. And my husband said it was going to be the book. He was like, this book is, he, incidentally, he's only read two of my books and that was one of them. <laughs> that was um, and yeah. And he said, and he only, because like there's boob sex in it. So that's why he said that. that <laughs> so, I mean, really there it is. Right. That's the answer. Well, um, and yeah. I do think 2015 was such a dark time in romance. There was kind was. of a renaissance. You know, we had yeah. the 50 shades of gray surge of all these people coming over from women's fiction yeah. and reading, um, and, and I, you know, I say all the time, I think that e-readers played a huge part in the success Absolutely. of 50 shades of gray because the mom could read it by the pool hidden on her mm -hmm. iPad, hid hidden on her Kindle and no one yeah, knew no what one... she was reading. Yeah. And the covers and... were very, they were object covers. They were nondescript. Right. Yep. I mean, until you get to the, 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 the right. handcuffs, but I mean, still it could be a mystery. Yeah. Right. Well, and <laughs> yeah, I just. I think that so before that, so romance was very dark. The rom-coms were really tended to be closer to the women's fiction. You know, they still yes. faded to black. If you mm -hmm. wanted something in between, then you read historical. Um, so, you know, Puck did kind of come at a time when I think readers had had a kind of, I don't want to say enough of the sexy, but enough of the dark that they wanted something more relatable, more Chill. Like, well, just in like the light light just and it's and it is like it's i mean it's ridiculous is what it is um but still steamy but steamy right. and ridiculous at the same time so yeah it, it happened yeah i don't know it was a i i couldn't have predicted what was going to happen um at that time and and it, just, it turned out to be good so i'll take it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't believe puck is only six years old that's like crazy to me that you know yeah anyway. oh well i wrote the first draft in 2009 yes i think first draft I well but now it's never <laughs> taken me six years to, 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 to fix a draft we'd be waiting then. a long time but but yeah but that was like it that, that one took a while so for you guys for world creating when you it came on to you that you got to create your own worlds was that really easy for you or did you kind of struggle in your own world building and creating? I think I was scared and then I was super excited to do my own thing, um, which was, I think, The Revenger. Yeah. The Revenger was such a great book. Like just a paranormal. Nope, that one started as fan fiction too. Oh my gosh, my, my uh, alarm again. Um, I think when I wrote Mercy actually was like, um, the first time I was like, oh, this is totally me. This is my entire, I made this dude, he's mine. And I'm so excited um, because he had the skeleton face, right? Like he has the skull tattoo and he's like a badass assassin. And I always wanted to do more, more, I wanted my female characters to be able to kick some ass 
and I wanted my guys to be bad, but for the right reasons. And that was the first one I think that I got to really explore that. So since then, I'm addicted to like just starting our own world. It's really cool. You're doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it hard for you, Helena, to move from someone else's and creating your own world? Because you've now created like a whole universe. <laughs> um, no, I think it, there's a natural progression, right? Where you want to make things, you want your to put your own stamp on things and you want to, to make it yours. Um, so, and I actually, I really like working in worlds and I really like creating worlds. And usually that first book for me, um in a series is the most time consuming setting up the world but then once Mm -hmm. i'm in it like i'd love to be there um so i have two i guess two new series starting this year yeah so the lakeside one in july um is really heavily uh the setting is heavily based on my childhood experience up at my parents cottage um and just like that environment uh is it just it was such a heavy influence for that and just I was really easy to get into it because I could see everything so clearly in my head and then the the one sparse fly which is coming out in September is set in Colorado and we did um book bonanza in 2018 is that right Deb I think so I don't know yeah yeah, to, yeah, and so we went to Colorado. So I had all the these images in my head, and I like we'd had the experience, and we'd driven up the side of the mountain, which was crazy. And I would never do that again. Um, <laughs> but but just it's so beautiful up there, and uh, there's a lot of um, the same kind of uh, elements that I would find in in like the Canadian North in Colorado minus the giant giant mountains. But we we were driving like down a, a, a road and we saw a moose and my husband was like, oh, do you want me to drive in closer? I was like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> no, it's a moose. That thing will run right through this vehicle and we won't know who is who anymore because we'll all just be a mess. And I was like, no, don't go any closer. Um, <laughs> that's like asking if I want to pet a polar bear. No, <laughs> I would totally pet a bowl of bear. No, don't do that. <laughs> you won't have I a would. hand, but I mean, enjoy that experience. I would it do was. it, and I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't think about it, and I wouldn't think about the consequences. <laughs> I trust there. Just all in. Deborah is like Deb is all oh, in. Yeah. She's I'm like super I am. All in. Gonna love that bear. Yep. You, you, I would. Yeah. I would pet the tigers. I would do all the stupid stuff. We're all amazed oh I've made it this far. All of us. <laughs> You'd yeah. only do it once, though. <laughs> we don't even know. I, you know, I when I was a kid and I was trying to figure out if electricity was hot or cold, I stuck my finger in the socket twice. Once, couldn't twice. figure it out. It did it again. The first time didn't do it. So wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. <laughs> I was totally the kid. Age. <laughs> I was totally the kid that over and over again tested the. D batteries, batteries, nine volts. Sorry, nine volts for my brothers. Yeah, Yeah. like there's like Becky. Is there a charge left? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, there is. (laughs) So I can honestly say I have have never done that. That's hilarious. You've never, you've never put your time on the the, the battery. 
No. Yeah. I don't highly recommend it. Beyond <laughs> that one, I don't either. But I did it once. Yeah, once I was enough more than once. I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, yeah, I think you need a shirt that says uh, battery, I survived. battery tester. <laughs> battery tester. <Yeah>. Battery tester <laughs> in more ways than one in my life. <laughs> in more than one way. Um, okay, ladies, tell us what is next for you guys. Um, Deborah, what is next for you? I am writing two books at the moment. Um, one is Austin's book in the Stars series. Um, okay. And when you get to him, he's oh, he is so fun to write. So I'm very excited to, to see where he's going. And he's another so is a romantic comedy. And it's actually, ironically, um, about an electrician and a girl that gets electrocuted a lot. Um, and it's called Booker. <laughs> and it, I don't know which one's going to finish first. I'm writing them both at the same time um, to see which one takes off because I'm kind of in the middle. But currently today, I cleaned out my closet. Um, and, you know, you think it's going to take a couple hours. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to take me like three days to get rid of all this nonsense. Because well, you start and you're like, there's so much more stuff there's than you ever so anticipated. Much more. Oh my gosh, I am such a hoarder. How did I fit all that stuff in that closet? I just, it was ridiculous. And then, so I got the shredder going. Because you know, you got the Target bag full of the friggin' bills that you've had since 2013. And you're like, so I'm <laughs> sticking it through this like cheap, and it all starts like and it's overheating. Like that. I was like, that's that's electric. That's electric fire. I'm smelling fire, and I'm like, you know, and I'm in there with the like the the windows doesn't like the little windows envelopes, you know. Yeah, so that was my day. And man, the closet looks great. Man, the closet looks great, but she really didn't get her words in today. No, 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 no. I didn't even think about a word today. Not even thinking. There's always tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, remind us again, uh, what is your last release so that our listeners know? My last release was uh, Stealing the Stars, and it is um, this, it's the second book in the Stars world. Drowning in Stars is the first book. They are standalones. Um, and Stealing the Stars is about Ruffian and Teddy, and I absolutely love them. They are little, they were, they're fun. Oh, he's a hard stealer, man. Yeah. And she's so <laughs> badass. Feisty. Yeah. Them, so, yeah, she yeah. is. She's so feisty. She's like everything good in this world. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so they can we, be read independently. Like they can be read as standalones. You don't have to read one before the other. But, but why I recommend you? both. I was going to say. <laughs> I recommend both. Yeah, do both. I mean, yeah. I mean it's Start a series. Journey Start at number Journey one. Stars yeah. like that. Oh God, like rips your heart right out. It's the book you need it. It's a book you need it. You need it. You need the experience. Uh, in your life. Yeah. yeah, I like a book like that. I like one that sucks us in and keeps us there. So and tears us apart yeah. and puts us back together. Yeah, absolutely. I need all yeah. of that. Both of these. Yeah, both of these books will do that. Hundred percent. Um, and Helena, what's next for you? Um, a nap. No, <laughs> I, was gonna, 
<laughs> um, so uh, yesterday I plotted three and a half books and then I got really annoyed because I couldn't finish plotting the fourth one until today. And I can thank Deb for that. So now <laughs> I have four books plotted. They're all different and they're and all no ghosts in this one at all. And no ghosts and no ghosts. Um, but yeah, so next um I'm writing I'm next I'm writing an age finishing an age hunting book um that is not part of any series it's a standalone uh and then my next release is a kiss for a kiss at the end of this month that's amazing oh my gosh that's such a great one well that was like a a fan pushed one too on you for that one they, I know they, it was your fans. <laughs> they're very interesting about it. I was like, you do realize like they're both in their forties. Like that's what you're, mm-hmm. you're like. So if you are down with that, I'm, I will, like, I have to tell you, I really loved writing two people in oh their forties. I didn't have so to change fun. my language. I mm-hmm. could just, whatever <laughs> was I was thinking, I didn't have to be like, oh, what would a 20 year old say? Because I don't know what, uh, like, I have to look that up now because I'm not 20. Um, so, yeah, so it was just so much fun to write two adults in very, yeah, challenging situations. Um, yeah, I had a good time with that one. So we'll see what happens. But the readers, they wanted Jake. People are excited for it. I was going to say, I'm, there's some excitement. Yeah, I have the, I love the cover. So yeah, it's going to, they're going to look pretty all together. They make me happy. The, this cup, they needed their happily ever after. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're, they're getting it now. So but you know, I'm happy. okay with characters in their forties because I'm in the middle of my forties. <laughs> and so sometimes it's nice to come across, you know, even I recently read like a marriage in crisis book. And I enjoyed that. Not that I want anyone's marriage to be in crisis, but some of the things no, they were going no. through were very relatable. And, yes. you know, I've had happened in the past of my, you know, because my husband and I have been together, tw- we'll be 22 years this month. So Woo-hoo! it's, you know, it's like. Congratulations. Thanks. That's a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. I ha- he hasn't murdered me. So it's a good day. <laughs> That's you guys are awesome. You're doing yep. so good. You made it through a pandemic. I mean, making right, it through a pandemic. Yeah. Really, we've been training for this. We've been training for a pandemic, like, (laughs) for years. So we're good. Um, But yeah, like, I like an older character. So I'm excited for that aspect of it. Cool. You know, I'm, yeah, I, it's amazing. I I wrote it and it was a lot of fun. So uh, I can't say that I won't do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's super good. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you giving us your time and telling us a little bit about your author journey and a little more insight to the fan fiction to transition. Definitely a a place to dip your your toes in. And especially if you're interested in writing, what a great place to start. Yeah. Amazing. Just gives you an opportunity to figure out your style. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So interesting. So interesting. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, Leah, tell everyone what are you reading this weekend? I am binge reading Janie Crouch's entire backlist. Because we have time for that? (laughs) Because. 
because we have time for that. No, we don't have time, but I'm doing it anyway. Sister. It's, it is Rachel's fault. She's like, oh, I'm going to read this one. And then she's like, it's really good. You should read it. I'm like, well, I have a couple days. So Yeah, I mean, we are a little light in, you know, arcs this month, a little bit for both of us. On purpose. On purpose, because we're we're trying to... We're trying to work on our TBR lists, because um, people keep telling us to read certain books, and sometimes we don't get to them. So that is our goal for the next little bit, is to work on some of our book recs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am reading... reading? Well, I'm actually reading an ARC. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck, Becky? No, it's actually... I only have like a few ARCs for May, because I have a lot of work commitments this month. So Mm -hmm. I am reading Bossing the Cowboy by Kennedy Fox. This is a book in their Circle B Ranch series, which... I read the Bishop Boys books that were like oh, taming and these him. are the kids, right? Um, no, these are the hands that live on the ranch. I do not believe this is the next generation. I do not know for particular though. No, I think these ones are the kids. I think the hands might be mixed in there too. But okay, well, I do not know, so I guess I will know. As I am You'll find out after this. you finish it. <laughs> um, tell everyone about Floof Friday. So I love Floof, Floof Friday. Floof Friday. Every Friday, we are featuring your floof on our Instagram, and whoever is the most liked floof of the month, like in the month, is going to be featured in our newsletter. You can submit your floof on our website or by emailing us at info at buzzingaboutromance.com. We need a picture of your floof and a little bit about your floof, and we'll put them right on our Instagram, and we love all the floofs. I love the floofs. It makes me so happy. So send us your floofs. Um, we want them all. So send us your floofs. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us what notable upcoming releases we have. Okay. So Bombshell by Jessica Prince is coming out on May 10th. And then the 11th is very busy. Um, we have yes. Gabe by Riley Edwards. Calculated Risk by Marie James. Reckless Refuge by Catherine Cowles. Taggart Family Values by Lexi Blake, Blaze by Janie Crouch, and Talk Hockey to Me by Kelly Jamison, and also Wet and Reckless by Samantha Beck. So all of those ones, aside from the first one, is on the 11th. So it's going to be a busy day. Yeah, that is craziness. (laughs) Um, But we're seeing that. Like, the books seem to be releasing in clumps. Like... 10 mm-hmm. books this week and then maybe a trickle here the next week and the next week is like 25 books. Well, so. and I and I was looking through and I had a I at first had a really hard time finding books that were even like releasing this like the week that this is like going to be out, but then I found a whole slew of them all on the same day. I was like, "Hmm, well that works." So, so can you tell everybody what's coming up next? Yeah, well I will real quick let everyone know that Drunk Book Club theme for June is Rockstar Romances. So we are still accepting nominations until um, May 11th. So... uh, The 11th again? (laughs) May the 11th. Um, Well, actually, I'm sorry, no. Voting will go till May 11th. But um, so if you're listening to this and you want to get in on Drunk Book Club, join us on Patreon. And then you can help us pick which Rockstar Romance we're going to read in June, which is going to, you know... 
be awesome. I love a good rock star romance. Um, so we're actually going to drop a special episode for Project Corset and Crowns, which is our historical, exclusive historical romance portion of our podcast. Uh, Duchess Katie, along with Lady Sadie, will drop, um, that episode will drop Wednesday, May 12th. And on this episode, they chat with historical romance author Nicola Davidson. And um, it's a fantastic interview. They talk about really sexy historical romances. So if you've been wondering where our podcast's historical representation is, it's coming to you with Project Corset and Crown episodes from the Duchess and the Lady. So <laughs> God loves them. They're so funny. They're so funny. I love them. Um, tell everyone about what happy hours we have this week because we have two, two happy hours. Yes, but they're spread out. We have a happy hour with Kelly Jamison on Monday the 10th to celebrate the release of of Talk Hockey to Me. And Rachel, who is Read with Rach on Instagram, is going to guest host with us. And then Thursday on the 13th, Samantha Beck is going to come on to talk about her release, Wet and Reckless, which is coming out on the 11th. So the 10th, we have Kelly Jamison and her book releases the 10th. And then Samantha Beck on the 13th, but you can get it before she comes to us. Yeah. I, um, both those ladies, I love both their books, like Kelly Jamison and her hockey series are like everything. And I just, Samantha Beck is actually new to me and I devoured the but four books funny in this series. And they are steamy. They are so, so good. Yeah. So sexy. Very good. Um, so on our next episode next Sunday, we're going to talk epilogues. And joining us to talk about the epic epilogue will be Patreons <laughs> Carolina and Lindsay, um, who both have very strong feelings on the subject of epilogues. If you, the listener, have thoughts on epilogues, I wonder how many more times I can say epilogues. <laughs> if you have thoughts it's on epilogue epilogues. Explosion. Right. <laughs> hashtag epilogue explosion the epic epilogue explosion um please email us at info at buzzingaboutromance.com and we will share your comments on our next episode because i am just excited to get any epilogue i never knew there were people that had very clear opinions hatred of epilogues Some people don't like them right but you will hear Becky and my stances next week. Next on week. The epic epilogue explosion. Explosion. Holy goodness. Because, you know, hashtag co player. Because uh, <laughs> we need another hashtag. I think, anyway, I think the goal should be to come up with a new one every week. That's a lot of expectations. Well, we can do it. We can do it. But We're anyway. Smart. Anyway. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode. Everybody, happy reading. Happy reading, everyone. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.